Uh, I'm super excited about tonight um, and just everything that we have planned. Uh, thank you so much to all of our family just being here, uh, being involved tonight. Tonight's a very special night for um, our kingdom family as a whole. And so um, tonight, I just want to start opening up, um, talking a little bit about things, uh, one that happened in 2023. And I want to talk about things we have coming up in 2024. We have some, some other stuff planned. Um, Crystal Christian's going to be sharing a prophetic word tonight. And so we're super excited. We listened to her word last year. She didn't get anything right, but we thought maybe one more time. And she'll click on, what, on what's supposed to be said. So we're going to give her one more chance. Um, no, but um, I just want to open up talking about a couple things. Um, it's amazing uh, being three years old. Uh, we became three years old at the uh, last week of December. We officially uh, turned three as a house, as a family. And uh, it's amazing for, yeah, you can clap for that. Woo. Yes, yes. Um, it's amazing because both my dad, uh, when we got started, my, my dad and, and Brian both received uh, words, prophetic words about year three and what, uh, and it, the Lord told my dad, he said, will you give me three years to build this? And I really feel like, and I don't know if you feel this, but I really feel like we're coming into something that is really beautiful and unique. And I really feel like we have found um, a sound, a rhythm, and a, and a place that we are designed for. And I really think it's coming into play. Um, I think there's no accident that we're getting into a new building this year attached to all that. Um, and so I think there's just a lot at play. But I, I just wanted to give a recap of, of, of 2023 because we really had some amazing things uh, take place. First of all, for those that, that weren't here last year, um, our, our, our big call we felt as a staff and as a team last year um, was to begin to place authority and place roots deeper in the house. Um, and so to start that, uh, one of the things we began to pray into is the fivefold ministry. Um, you know, we still believe in the fivefold ministry. It's in Scripture. It's for the building up of the church. Uh, really, I think a lot of the problems while we're not seeing houses as a whole operate in the wholeness that is available to them is because of this, I don't know if it's rejection, rather fear to give these titles and these names to people appropriately. And, uh, and that's one thing that, that we haven't done. And so uh, this past year, we, uh, I mean, which was, some of this was pretty known, but first we placed Crystal Christian um, as the prophet of our house, which, yeah, has gone incredible, has gone incredible. Um, and she's going to share some stuff just about uh, what she's got going on with the prophetic, but we've just had some amazing things take place. One, she started the prophetic company. Uh, which has been an incredible uh, place for people to grow, understand, learn, and, and really cultivate what it means to be in the prophetic. Uh, and she, interestingly enough, she had over, was it 30? Uh, close to 30 people this past week just gathered around a table to learn more about the prophetic and what that means. And so it's incredible. Um, yeah, a few people clap for you. It's not much. It's like, woo, I guess. Um, it's been incredible too. Thank you. Woo. Uh, it's been incredible, too, because um, one of the things that is difficult, I think, in church leadership is to model things in your house that are in other houses because that's what you always told you to do and not simply because that's just what you want. 
It's very easy to go into other people's churches, other people's singing, and go, man, I love that. I want to do that. But is that actually what the Father's calling you into for where you are at in your place, in your town, in your family? And I think one of the things Crystal Christian's done super well is we've taken a lot of what is the prophetic culture, whether that be prophetic rooms or prophetic gatherings, uh, prophetic words as a whole, and I really feel like we've done an amazing job of creating what has been the design for our house within that creating spaces for people who have prophetic gifts to prophesy, for it not to feel overly um, structured, but allow the organics of the prophetic to remain while also keeping it away from lawlessness. And that's really been a beautiful thing, and I honor you for that. It's been a really incredible year prophetically for us as a house and establishing things there. Uh, next, we, we uh, seated Scott Hughes as the evangelist of the house. Would you just give Scott just the biggest... Yes, our, our, our teddy bear and our stoic, that's what I call him, a teddy bear and a stoic. He balances both very well. Um, one of the big things we felt for 2023 uh, as we moved into the year was to begin to move. We had been doing things already, I would say, overseas in mission, but to begin the process of affecting our city with local mission, um, to not just be a house that keeps everything in here but actually takes it out. And so we've had uh, a really incredible year with that. Uh, in missions in 2023, locally, we've partnered with two incredible ministries uh, to start. Uh, one is Waymaker Ministries. A lot of you know about that, um, feeding people downtown. They gave out, I'm not exactly sure how many coats this year, but they gave out uh, coats this year for homeless people. Uh, they're going into the... Um, project parts of downtown Chattanooga, low-income housing areas, and serving meals and preaching the gospel. And now they've opened up a house for people to come into and to hopefully be changed and to get off the streets and find what they're looking for, which has been incredible. And then we've also partnered with another really incredible ministry that, um, in my opinion, has probably has to be one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, uh, which is Welcome Home Chattanooga. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, Welcome Home Chattanooga is a uh, nonprofit um, in the Chattanooga area that what they do is when people who are predominantly homeless or on the verge of being homeless get life terminal sentences. So basically they've got six months to live, nine months to live, three months to live, not very much, and has no place to go and no place to honestly pass away in peace. Uh, what this nonprofit has done is built houses on a piece of land to invite people in, to make them as comfortable as possible, to feed them, to help clothe them, to help prepare them, and to bring in people like churches and ministries to minister to them, to witness to them as they prepare to pass on into eternity. And so it has been a really beautiful thing this year as we have partnered with them. We've provided meals for people within Welcome Home Chattanooga. And we're really actually about to ramp up that even more uh, and start to hopefully infuse that within our communities and getting people involved because there's no greater amount of people than the hopelessness. I can't imagine the hopelessness of, of being homeless and then the hopelessness of a terminal illness. Two combined things that really begin to, I think, just hurt and, and torture and torment the heart. And so it's been a really incredible year uh, just finding ministries that match the DNA of who we are. And uh, Scott is even beginning the process of praying again and reviewing things and even looking at, at more ways uh, that, that just really go with who we are into affecting our city. 
and what does it mean to, I love the, the term he always uses for evangelism is our house, which is everybody has a story. And at the end of the day, I think, you know, programs are great, but at the end of the day, what actually changes lives are, is the individual story of people who have come from something into this. And we are looking for more and more ways right now to infuse the one-on-one -on -one individual ability to connect with people and share stories about who we were, where we've come from, and where we are. And so I'm really excited about 2024, and 2023 was an amazing year as far as missions overseas, uh, we, we are uh, still connected with two people. Uh, first is uh, Jennifer Davis from Frontier Ministries. Y'all remember when she came? She's uh, currently still, is it Iraq or Iran? Georgia. Okay, well, this is this Georgia or that Georgia? That Georgia. Okay, that's not really a mission if you live in Georgia, a missionary. But um, as far as uh, global missions, we've partnered with Jennifer Davis, who's a part of Frontier Ministries, and she's in Georgia, about to head into Iran. Um, and really what they are doing is infusing the gospel as much as they can in private, putting their lives on the line and really going out there and trying to create the kingdom in areas where it's not even legal. And for those of you that, that know Orna, we're still partnered with Orna, uh, who's also in Israel, Iraq, and Iran, currently in the process of trying to help widows and orphans um, escape what they're going through, create a safe place for them to come. And honestly, uh, it's incredible. As uh, we were looking at it overall, it's been amazing. Just, I mean, you look at the size of our house, and we looked at our giving, and we've actually this year given over almost $40,000 into missions overseas, which has just really been incredible. It's been amazing. It's been super exciting. And so it's been amazing having Crystal. It's been amazing having Scott. Um, and then we obviously have Brian Hess over here, who's the teacher of our house, who is super incredible. Super great. And, uh, and so it's been amazing because uh, the podcast is really um, about to really transition into a couple of our first really big topics as far as related to what was foundations and really diving deeper into the meat of things. And it's been incredible watching him create a avenue and a structure around a great way to be able to hopefully teach and equip people, but also make it 100% free, make it 100% accessible to where you are, and so it's been a, a really um, incredible, incredible, incredible thing watching that take place. Um, another big thing that happened in 2023, as we talked about, we wanted to do the best we could to place authority and to place roots and to place things into the house, so not only did we place the fivefold, but we actually sat elders in the house, um, and so it's been super incredible. Um, our elders are Joe and Sherry Burnett over here, if you want to wave, woohoo. Yeah, we have Scott and Dana Hughes in the back who are also elders. Uh, Ron and Debbie Zinicola over there. Uh, Will and Anne-Marie Fix who, who could not be here. You don't have to clap for them if you don't want to. Marlene Beard uh, is also an elder in our house. And, and then uh, Doug and LaDonna Timms. Uh, yeah. When your hair is that white, you have to be an elder. What else is there for you? That's the, that's the gig. So as soon as we saw that hair, we're like, well, we know what you're called to. So he's been up on, on Mount Sinai spending time with the Father. Uh, no, but it's, it's been incredible uh, placing elders. You know, we call our community leaders our frontline pastors, but also included with that, our elders are really the frontline ministers of our house. And every person we have picked has uh, deep roots 
with ministry, deep roots with our, our, our kingdom family as a whole, and deep roots to see uh, the kingdom of God really become, uh, the, or the kingdoms of our earth look like the kingdom of our Lord. And so it's been a really incredible year. Um, as far as that goes, another big thing we did in 2023 is a massive gamble. Super scary at first and super hard, but we did it anyway. We, we brought Stephen and Taylor Wakefield down from Washington. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been incredible um, having them join us once again. And I, I don't think it can be talked about enough to see something that you value enough to pack up your entire family and move across the country for. It has to be one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And so thank you guys once again for coming and being a part of our house and everything that we're doing. And I love you big and you're the best. And so love your kids and how awesome they are. Um, I, I want us to also, um, I don't want it to go without being said because, um, and I hate, I'm not really much of like a, uh, like a business person. I'd rather much just talk about the Holy Spirit and the Lord. But um, I, I do want to acknowledge that we believe in kingdom values and we believe in kingdom resources and kingdom finances. And so we work very hard to live out of that. And so just uh, in case anybody was wondering, we are still, as of the end of 2023, moving into 2024, we are a 100% debt-free church. And so we have no, no debt in our house. We've been able to maintain um, everything that we can. Uh, and so it's been absolutely incredible, not only on top of that, but as we begin to move into our new building, as we've discussed before, we really felt Yahweh uh, call us to raise $50,000 as we prepared for all the expenses that are come as we move and all the things that are going to be added to us as we prepare for that. And we raised $55,000 as a house. And so um, that, was, that was really amazing. That was really, really amazing. And, and so we have, um, we've had an amazing year, and I feel like we've had an amazing opportunity to set some roots in as we begin a transition into a new building. I believe um, even if you take the spiritual side of it, there's oftentimes a natural curiosity for people to walk into the door of a place that's new. And I think the more you can have established and the more you can have set from a natural and from a spiritual perspective oftentimes gives people the understanding of what you're trying to do. It helps them understand who you're trying to be and what you're trying to dive into. And so I really, it's been an amazing year as far as just getting everything really placed in authority to begin this transition as we move into a new building. We do uh, have a bunch of stuff coming up this year. Um, first is moving into a new building. So I received word uh, from uh, Kelly, who is the lead pastor of the gathering, that they're supposed to be breaking ground in the next two weeks on the building. So that's the hope. If you don't, if you don't see any ground uh, broke, we're going to send Chad over there with a little drill and just see if he can get to work, at least tearing up some cement. Who knows? Couldn't hurt. Can only help. So uh, the hope is to get going, so pray for no rain, pray for dry ground, and so uh, the permits took a long time to get through uh, with the state of Georgia, uh, just being two 501c3s and, and a building and everything else like that, and so hopefully they'll begin breaking ground, and, and so our, our, our move-in date is, is, is TBA um, or TBD, um, and so, but we're hoping to know stuff. As soon as they start really getting the ground flat, 
we'll start getting way better uh, understanding of what our moving date will look like. And as we move into that, we have some incredible plans. Um, we're really going to try to start hosting prayer nights over there as we prepare the land. We're going to really start trying to give opportunities for people to come and intercede and pour into that ground as we prepare to take over a new place. I think there's something extremely prophetic about getting a building that will be the first place that our name is actually on. When you show up to that building, it will say, Be Love Company on it. And so I, I think there's an opportunity for us to take our spiritual authority in a region and in a city. And I think it's going to come from being able to raise the banner of who we are in our city. Amen? Awesome. So I'm super excited about that. We're going to keep everybody uh, up to date. We're about to, in the next two weeks, keep your eyes open through emails. We're about to launch our Saturday classes again. Who enjoyed that last year? Yeah. Yeah, it was, really, it was really fun, and so a few people of you did, I guess, not everybody. That was pretty dull. But, um, but um, one of the things we, we feel like we are as a house, one of the things we've really always felt called to do since we launched was there's two things I feel like I see constantly in churches in the West. There's two sides of a coin. One over here is extremely supernatural. They do all the spiritual things super well. They do all the great. They'll lay in the floor for 10 hours and, and, and move like fish, whatever they got to do. But when it comes to having a great understanding for why they believe what they believe, a deep awareness of their theology, a deep awareness of their faith and what it means, a history of who they are, they seem to lack. Then on the other hand, we have, you know, Brian's heritage, which is like the Presbyterians, praise God. We love the Presbyterians. Look at Brian. He's a Presbyterian at heart. You can take a Presbyterian out of the church, but you can't take the Presbyterian out of Brian. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't going to happen. Uh, on the other hand, we have more of our stoic group of, of people. And oftentimes, it's interesting because they lack in what we would call the supernatural or the presence. But go have coffee with one, and they're some of the most intelligent people you'll ever meet. And they have a, a working theology for everything they believe, why they believe it, and they know the Bible in and out. It is incredible. And so one of the things we felt, uh, even when we launched as a house, was really to be a place that bridged both those gaps. We wanted to become a house that was a bridge of people who wanted and needed to encounter the presence of God, but also have an understanding of why they're doing what they're doing, who they are, what their purpose is, what the Bible is, and have a deeper understanding of that meaning. And so within that, what we decided to do was, instead of trying to overcram the pulpit on Sundays, we've created these Classes on Saturday, which dive everything into theology, into living, into uh, matters of the supernatural, into parenting, into marriage, and everything in between. And so uh, we're in the process now of finalizing our schedule for all of 2024, and we're trying to add a couple more in there than last time. And so uh, be on the lookout at that, because at the end of the day, there... This time, our gatherings on Sunday are designated and designed to minister to the heart of the Lord. And I think those times are a great opportunity to really expound and expand on the understandings of the values and the natures and the thought processes of the kingdom. And so um, we're super excited to have those um, going again and, and uh, all of that. Um, another big thing is our podcast, Community Conversations, will be launching with video in two weeks. Two weeks probably, yeah. So two weeks, which is great, uh, super exciting. Me and Brian won't be able to do it in our PJs anymore, so that'll be a little bit difficult, but um, 
We're super excited uh, just to give people the opportunity to have, uh, to have it on video and to hopefully as we dive into some deeper topics, even uh, possibly have more resources while watching video of that. And so uh, that should hopefully be launching in the next, it won't be this week, I believe it's uh, the week after that, but don't, don't hold me to that. You'll be getting uh, an, an email on that. Another thing we really felt um, to lean into this year that we haven't um, is to a deeper focus on intercession, on being a, a house of intercession. Um, there's very few things that get moved in the world without prayer. And everything, I believe, begins and ends in our lives with prayer. And so uh, we're in the process right now of creating an opportunity for people to join in on an intercession team. So what we really want to do is create a team uh, that is actually going to be led by my incredible mother over here, Darlene Chant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her special skill is being alone in prayer. It's one of her favorite things to do is be away from everybody and be alone in a closet in prayer. And so that's... That's her goal in life. That's her, that's her spiritual calling. Uh, but we want to um, create a team that as we transition into the building, just as we consistently go through things as a house, have a team that's constantly at the altar of intercession. That's constantly praying into what we're doing, into where we're going, into what's happening. And so we're beginning and uh, moving into the process of having all that figured out and, and to create an opportunity for everyone who wants to join in on that, in that. Um, and the goal and the responsibility will, will be that when it's time to pray, it's time to pray. So it's a great opportunity, but it's also a, a, um, a major responsibility because when it's time to get praying, it's time to get praying. And so um, we're really, really, really excited about that. One of the things, uh, last year we felt a word um, to retreat. And so in 2023, what we ended up doing was we had a women's retreat and we had a men's retreat. Um, and so uh, that was an incredible time last year. One of the things that we feel uh, for this year um, is to lean in to formation, to lean into what it means to be completely spiritually formed. And so what we're going to be doing is August 23rd to 25th, we're actually going to have a spiritual formation weekend here at Beloved. Um, we looked at going away, but what we wanted to eliminate was too high of cost for anyone to be able to come, for people to not have to take time off of work. And so we're most likely going to go either Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. And so we're going to dedicate a whole weekend to what it means to be completely and fully spiritually formed. And so we're super excited about that. Mark's going to be speaking at that. He doesn't know it yet. I haven't told him, but I just did. And so now if he doesn't come, it looks really bad. So... Now you kind of have to come. But uh, Mark will be there, and so we're, we're going to spend a weekend and just really dive into what it means to be completely spiritually formed. Um, and another thing, um, we've, as we've talked about before, we've been trying our best to process what it means to think transgenerationally and to look into the future. And so we, we have something coming uh, for our, our kids nine and up uh, called Firestarters. And so I'm not going to talk much more about that because um, actually this has uh, been a vision and something in the heart of our, the prophet of our house, which is Crystal Christian. And so um, what I want to do right now is I just want to invite her up to, one, share her heart for the prophetic in our house. And then also, as we do every year, to offer a prophetic word for our house and our people for the year, okay? Would you guys just welcome up Crystal Christian? Let me grab your mic. I'll get it. Is it on? Okay. So last year, Noah told me 
that I spoke too fast. So this year I've got to speak really slow. If I take about 55 minutes, you'll know it's Noah's fault. It's not my fault. Um, so before I get started, I actually wanted to share a word with you that I felt like the Lord gave me personally. While I also, while I feel like it's for me, I also think it's for other people in this room too. And so if you feel like it's for you, just catch a hold of it. So he said, the shoes that carried you through 2023 will not be the shoes that walk you through 2024. I feel like the Lord is saying that the trials of exhaustion and the mode of survival that got you through 2023 will not be following you into 2024. 2024 will be a year of the Lord restoring both your walk and your authority. So as a spiritual act to partner with us, I went and bought several new pairs of shoes. And so I invite you, if you feel like this word attaches to you, you go buy you some shoes too. Apparently me and Darlene are the only two that got the memo. Okay, let's get to the good stuff. This is the prophetic word for Beloved Company of 2024. So I hear the Lord say, the words that you have heard spoken over the nations will not fall on Beloved. Take this as a sign that I have set you apart and that I am doing something new in this place. I first want to share with you a vision that the Lord gave me concerning Beloved. I saw two large doors, doors that were so large that I could barely see where they began and where they stopped. What I could see was a large lock, keeping the doors locked and preventing them from being opened. As, if, as I began to look at the doors, the doors looked like they were bursting forth with something that the doors could no longer contain. I then saw a key from heaven come down and unlock the doors. Then, in an instant, there was a supernatural burst of light that began to break through the doors and flood the room. This light, this light resembled what looked like to be a rainbow. I then heard the Lord say, jump on and catch the supernatural wave of promises that will be flooding this place. I then heard the Lord say, I am preparing and releasing a grace for this very moment for you to catch and receive the promises being released in this moment. I am bestowing on this house the key of David. I decree and declare that this will be a year of open doors and released promises. I decree and declare that this will be there will be a supernatural grace to walk in the promises in both past promises and promises yet to come. As you begin to walk in through the door of these promises, things that you have felt and dealt with for years will simply begin to fall off as you transition through these doorways. I then heard the Lord say, I can do a lot with a little. The Lord says, while I am found in the big and the grand, do not forget that I'm also in the small things. In this year, seek me in the small and find me in the big. I hear the Lord say, if you have not experienced me yet, you will in this year. In this moment, I hear the Lord say he is disabling and removing distractions from the life of his children. The things that you have struggled with will suddenly begin to fall off in a moment. Distraction will bow to the name of Jesus Christ. So right now, I speak the name of Jesus Christ over any and all distractions, both known and unknown. I command distraction to bow its knee to the name of Jesus right now, both inside of these walls and outside of these walls. 
I see the mouth of the Lord descend from heaven and begin to open and speak louder and closer than he has ever spoken before. I hear the Lord say, I am speaking with both precision and clarity, and it is available from the youngest to the oldest. It is available to all. There is an anointing on revelation that is being released from my mouth that will simply disable the grip of the enemy. As you catch a hold of this revelation, it will transform your mind with a heavenly alignment. I am calling this house to a divine and distinct unity, declares the Lord. The love of God will fill this house in a supernatural way that will begin to bring both union inside of these walls and outside of these walls. I hear the Lord say, I am reviving and restoring every broken and strained relationship. This will be a year that not only the prodigal son returns home, but the prodigal friend, the prodigal co-worker, the prodigal mother. I am restoring relationships with both earthly families and your heavenly trinity. I hear the Lord say, I am turning desperation and duty into a holy desire that has never been seen before. And don't despise what happened in 2023 because it will be the thing that launches you into your holy desire of 2024. And then lastly, and most importantly, I hear the Lord say in a loud booming voice that this year is the year of the youth. And for this, I want to take you into another vision that I had. So I saw a large body of water. And I see some people at the shore. I see some people knee deep. And I see some people in the deep end. I then saw a sea of children begin to walk towards the water. Next, I see each people group in the water invite the children to where they are. The children aren't interested in the shore. They aren't enticed by the knee deep water. Instead, they have an overwhelmingly desire to jump into the deep. I then saw a large diving board drifting down from heaven. This diving board was so unusual because it began at the shore and it went all the way to the deepest parts of the body of water. I then saw all of the children begin to run and scream towards the diving board. They began to approach the board with such boldness. They ran all the way down and began to jump one by one into the deepest parts of the water. They began to laugh and be filled with joy the minute they jumped into the water. When I looked at the children, they were further out than any other people group that was already out there. Then I heard the children speak to the people and say, come out here that the water is grand. I believe this year the Lord is inviting the children of this house to a joy-filled journey into the deep waters. I believe they will fall into the revelation that the Lord has laid as the foundation of this house. And they will teach us what the Lord has been so graciously pouring out to us. So that concludes our word for 2024. I just want to pray into that real quick. So, Lord, I thank you that you are good. I thank you that you are kind. But, Lord, I thank you that you are ever speaking to us, that you never stop speaking to us. Lord, let us catch a hold of every single word that you have spoken tonight. And, Holy Spirit, guide us into a plan of action so we can grasp hold of the words that have been spoken and walk them out boldly with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Okay, so next, I want to plan with you what I have for 2024. So my calling as the prophet over this house is to train up and equip and teach the people of this house to hear the voice of the Lord with precision and clarity and have absolutely no need for a prophet. To come into alignment with this calling, I'm hosting Prophetic Company. This class is held every month at the first Friday of each month from 7 to 8.30 p.m. This class has been restructured to accommodate the growing number of people to this class. In order to support this, I have brought on both Mackenzie Barton, if you want to go ahead and stand up, and Debbie Waits into leadership roles into this class. For those of you that are unfamiliar with Prophetic Company, it is a class that equips you to hear the voice of God. It helps you to grow and develop in the supernatural and the prophetic. We cover a variety of topics that give you practical applications to carry out what we teach you. So if you have no idea how to hear the voice of God, this class is for you. If you know how to hear the voice of God, this class is for you. If you're actively walking and you're calling, this class is for you. If you're simply curious about the Lord, this class is for you. One amen. And then I saved the biggest and most exciting announcement for the very end. Mackenzie, if you want to go ahead and head on up this way. Are you going to grab that easel? Yeah, okay. Um, so a little over six months ago, the Lord began giving me visions about the children of this church. As he began to show me and reveal to me what he had in store, I began to seek the Lord in prayer and ask him how I could partner with him in this area. After much prayer and a blessing from the apostle from the house, we have decided to begin a ministry specifically geared towards the prophetic and supernatural equipping of ages 9 through 14. The name of this ministry will be called Firestarters. This class will be held on the second and the fourth Sunday of every month. Both Mackenzie Barton and I will be leading and teaching every single class. This class is set up to launch in March. The topics that we plan to cover for your children are who is Jesus, the Father heart of God, hearing the voice of God, introduction into the prophetic, a deep dive into the prophetic, dreams and visions, prophetic art, prophetic worship, and prophetic community. So next, I want to ask Mackenzie to share the vision that she had, and this is going to express to you guys a little bit more heart behind what we feel like the Lord is doing with us. Thank you. I hope everyone can see this. I don't know. There we go. Can anybody see? Okay. We'll have it up here, so if you guys want to come around, you're more than welcome to see it. Um, also, I'm Mackenzie Barton. Hi. Um, also, you might have two questions. One, yes, I was on the train in the movie Polar Express with this outfit on. Two, I will not be singing Believe by Josh Groban by you tonight, to sake of your ears and my ears. So I just want to get that out there. Um, but Crystal asked me to share the vision that I had, and we've talked about this for the end of last year for six months. I kept having visions of kids being in the church, and she talked about too, and so we kind of got together like, what does this look like exactly? And so before we met up, we were going to get all the details down, how we want this to look like, structure and everything. And so I had this vision um, of, I'll kind of, I'll hold it so that way I can kind of talk about it. Um, I saw this picture of Jesus in the side, 
And in the corner was his hand, and you have the hole in the middle. And out of the hole was the oil going into an oil lamp. And at the end of the oil lamp, I saw instead of the wick, an actual child. And at the fingertip, as he's pointing up, was a flame. And so I felt like what the Lord was saying, actually, he said, um, fire starters, it's time to unite and ignite. And so we felt like that was going to be for this year um, of what the Lord was going to do. And my heart behind this, too, um, I have a really big passion for kids and also knowing who they are in identity and rooted in love. Um, even for me as a kid, I knew that the natural and supernatural really merged for me growing up, even though I didn't have language for it until I was in high school. And so my heart and passion is to give these kids the tools to actually live out everyday life full of Jesus and also know what does it look like to walk out a supernatural lifestyle as well and to go deeper into it. Um, so I'm really excited for what the Lord's going to do through these kids. Um, and we're really big on equipping the saints, and that includes all saints, which is teens and kids. Um, so really excited what the Lord is going to do. Yeah. So lastly, I just want to say what an absolute honor it is um, to serve as the prophet over this house. Um, I thank you for trusting me over the last years. It's been, it's been a new journey for me. Um, but more than that, I thank you for trusting me to not only lead you and building you up and equipping you to hear the voice of God, but trusting me with your children, trusting me to lead them up and equip them and show them how to hear the voice of God. First of all, Jamie is extremely heartbroken that he can't be here tonight. I mean, devastated. But his little leg just won't let him. So just pray for him. He's still in a lot of pain, and it's a lot for me too. So pray for me. Um, but I've been charged tonight with the honor and the privilege of talking about the two other um, parts of our fivefold. And first... Um, I'd like to address the pastor um, role, and Jamie will be taking on um, the pastoral role in our fivefold. And if you know Jamie for any length of time, you know that he loves people, and he loves these people. He loves this house. He, you know, sometimes he's even more patient. I'll just shake my head and like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> And, uh, he, you know, he, he loves loving you, and that's what he really desires to do. And this season is changing for us, but we've, we've always felt like we didn't have um, a definite plan or anything in front of us, but we always felt that at 60 and 55, there would be a change in our lives. We didn't know what that would look like or what that would entail, but we feel like um, because we're approaching that, um, God is changing some of um, some of our um, how would I say it roles right now, and um, and that will entail pastoring and also being a mother and a father to this house, which I think we we have been, but in a greater capacity. Um, Jamie and I love to love people, and that's really where we feel God is calling us in this next season is just to love our staff, love, um, you know, they, being a mother and a father, 
what we were taught years ago was being a mentor. And being a mom and a dad is different than that. And we feel that this is what God is calling us to. When he comes back in a couple of weeks, he'll share his heart in a better, more probably eloquent way than I'm doing it right now. And, uh, and he, he uh, really feels like this is something that is really an honor for him. This is not something um, he feels he has to do or this has been decided for him or this is actually something that he's extremely excited about. We've talked about it at length. And we've had a prophetic word a year ago about this change. And Jamie and I have been praying for it, about it for a year. And so it's not something that we just, you know, talked about for a week and said, hey, let's do this. No, we've been really praying and talking about it, thinking about it, planning on it. And that's one thing I love about Jamie is he does not do anything just off the cuff. He really takes time to pray and seek wisdom about things. So that's where we feel right now that God has us. We are super, super excited. Well, you know, it, it probably won't change a whole lot of, you know, what we do here on Sundays or whatever, but um, the role is changing. And with that said, um, one, of the words, one of the words that Jamie did, did get quite a few times um, is he, God was calling him to pastor fathers and father pastors. And I feel like that is going to increase in this season for him. And uh, with that being said, our apostolic role will be taken by my precious son, Noah Chant. <laughs> and I know that, um, I know some of you know, but may, maybe not all of you know, that Noah has really pioneered a lot of what we're doing right now. And it's been really evident to Jamie and I and evident to the staff and evident to leaders that he really carries what's, what's happening right now. And w Jamie and I have felt kind of that grace come off our lives to really have the vision and push this thing. And, and it's been extremely evident that Noah has. And, you know, we would not be um, calling Noah up to this place if we didn't feel a hundred percent a thousand percent that he was fully capable of doing this and he's proven himself these last couple years that he really has what it takes to be an amazing leader a kind leader a loving leader and he really has a lot of wisdom and you know you kind of I know I'm not old okay but you do feel <laughs> that this younger generation really has a grasp of what God is doing and can articulate it better and just find um, a, just a different way. And, you know, I really applaud Jamie for being humble and being um, always aware of that and that he, he is really, ex he'll let you know when he sees you, but he is so excited and so honored that Noah's doing this. And Jamie and I are honored to to just be under Noah's leadership. Like, I know that kind of may sound weird as parents and kids, but honestly, like, we trust him. We, we've seen what he can do. And we know above all of this talent and that he can speak and all of that stuff, I have seen such a love for the Lord. And 
that is the most important. I don't really care that Noah can preach. That's great. And, I, and that he can, you know, he knows theology and he, all of that stuff. That's amazing. But the number one thing is I want him to love God and love his presence and love these people. And I've seen Noah do that in such an amazing way. Um, it's funny, Jamie, when Jamie and I made our big move to the States, which was a big move, I was 24 and Jamie was 30. And Bailey and Noah are 24 and 30. And, um, you know, I know that they are going to lead this in such a miraculous way. And even when Crystal was talking today about the door and the lock, you know, I don't want to say me and Jamie were the lock and we're keeping everything from happening, but <laughs> um, I do feel like, and the Lord actually gave me a word about stepping aside for 24, and um, I didn't quite know exactly how that was going to turn out, but I know that Jamie and I stepping aside and letting Noah do what he has been called to do, and you, if you remember when we first had our launch meeting like three years ago, I gave you the analogy, and I've given it to you several times about leapfrog, clean leapfrog, and Jamie and I being down and people jumping over us, and that the Lord said, hey, this is never going to be about you. This is not about you at all. And now I, now you can see exactly what the Lord had in mind. And at that time, I didn't even have Noah on my radar, really. And uh, so this is just an incredible, incredible thing for Jamie and I. We are so extremely proud of Noah and Bailey. And it's really hard for me to talk about Bailey, not just sob. I'm so sorry, but um, she is one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given me. And I know to Noah and to Jamie and to Abby, she is going to be more than I could have ever been or dreamed of being. She is just like me, only way better. <laughs> she really is. She's the most of my kids like me. <laughs> I said, I finally had a Leblanc. I got two chance, and now I've got a Leblanc. Um, she is a lot like me, and uh, which is funny because Noah makes fun of the things that were alike. And uh, But she is going to love you. And I've told her many times... You know, Bailey, you never, ever have to be more than you are. You are fully who you need to be for be loved. So I would ask you to pray for them, to hold them up, to love them, to be kind to them, to show them grace, because this is a big step. And uh, But I'm, I'm fully convinced that they are more than able to do this just beyond Jamie and I's dream. And uh, she she is going to be amazing at everything she puts her hand to. I'm so proud of them. And I can't believe she's having me a baby. Uh, let me make sure after all my blubber and I said everything I wanted to say. You know me. You know I'm going to cry. But anyway. Uh, I'm going to ask... Um, Mark and Destiny to come up here in a minute, but I just wanted to honor Mark. Um, one of the things that Noah has done um, is he's 
He's submitted himself under a spiritual mother and father. And I could not have asked or dreamed of a better couple to be a spiritual mom and dad for Noah and Bailey. They are such beautiful people. I have known them for a long, long time. And I would have loved to have had a mom and a dad like Mark and Destiny when Jamie and I were first starting. And when Noah, we approached Noah about this whole change, Noah talked to Mark and asked, you know, for his wisdom and his counsel and what he thought. And Noah's, you know, submitted to us, of course, like, you know, um, the elders and all of that stuff. But also more than that, he submitted to Mark. And uh, that is super important. And we love and honor the river that Mark is a part of. It's just incredible. And for Noah to have that, I mean, it's such a blessing. And I want to um, just honor Mark and Destiny because they are such incredible, incredible leaders and friends. And that more than just like Noah talked about that on their podcast. It's not when I get with Mark, I don't, he doesn't talk to me about how to grow the church and how to do this system and that system. And he's just concerned about me and my family and how we're doing. And so I just honor them. But I'm going to ask uh, Noah and Bailey to come up. Am I doing that wrong, Noah? Okay, what am I supposed to do? Oh, you're up next. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, I did that wrong. I'll do that later. Sorry. That is your evident sign of our transition right there. Um, I'm sending them both to a home next week, and so pray for that as we transition them. They think they're going to be back, but we're going on a vacation next week. They won't be returning. Um, I just want to say, um, um, I, I wanted to take a couple minutes and talk about vision for our house, not for 2023, but the vision um, of what I believe Yahweh is speaking to me for our house for the future. And I want to open up um, just by saying I've spent the, the past uh, really year, just as some thoughts have gone into this and, and looking at this, speaking with leaders and talking to people about what transition looks like, um, what all goes into that process. And in no transition I, I have ever seen, have I ever seen a senior leader want to stay and pastor people. And I just want to say, um, I just want to take a moment, honor my dad. And honor, uh, in my opinion, the most incredible spiritual man I've ever met. And um, my dad's heart for people has never changed in th 30 years of ministry. And I, I have been, I can honestly say I've been blessed to have the greatest pastor and leader in my own life I've ever seen. And I think we all have. Yeah. Um. It really killed us, him not being able to be here tonight, and the hope was that he would be well enough uh, to be here, but he has plans to share just his heart um, towards this transition, and, and, and my reassurance to you and my biggest excitement about this process has not been that someone's going away, but that someone gets to continue the journey with me, 
And mom and dad are not going anywhere. They're not leaving. They're not moving. But they're going to be here pastoring and loving on people and counseling people and counseling couples and bringing wisdom to situations and loving our staff and taking care of so many of, of, of them. And so um, it's just been incredible to see two people not step aside, but to say we want to continue to build with you. It's been really beautiful. I have, um, I've spent just the past month in a lot, a lot, a lot of deep prayer. And just um, a lot of times, I know I probably look like a psycho because I've been walking through the park with headphones on speaking in tongues. And I know there's people that probably think I'm a little bit crazy in the head, but I've just been walking and, and praying um, over our house. Um, one of the beauties uh, of our house and what we're doing is that we are a part of something a lot larger. Um, we're connected to the homestead in Covington. We're connected to a, a, a global river um, with Apostle Damon Thompson. And we're connected to something that's a lot bigger than us, which I really love. I really love. Um, and one of the hard things that can unfortunately come when you join into something that's bigger than you is understanding your place and your assignment within it. Because oftentimes what we can do is just lean in um, most of the time out of laziness into what's being done everywhere else and just kind of go along with the program. But I believe even inside of a river, inside of being connected to a larger family and a larger network and a larger group of people, there are still specific assignments and placements for people. I don't believe uh, I'm in Chattanooga just for any random reason or just because my parents moved here. I love this city. I love this people group. I love this family. Um, I love what we're doing here and what, what we're building. And so in that process, um, my biggest question to the Lord has been, what have you designed us to be within what we are in? What have you assigned us to do? Who have you assigned us to become? And really that is um, the main goal of, of the apostolic. Paul tells us in Ephesians 2.20 that you are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple and your lives have been built together upon the foundation laid by the apostles and the prophets. And best of all, you are connected to the head cornerstone of the building, the anointed one, Christ Jesus. And my goal, honestly, has just been to lean in, listening to prophetic words from Crystal and leaning in apostolically to what are we designed to be? What is the blueprint of our house um, moving forward? That has always been my goal. I'm reminded of Proverbs 19.21 that says, you can make many plans, but the Lord will prevail. You can make many plans, but the Lord's will prevail. And I've um, spent, like I said, the past couple of, of weeks, month, uh, just in deep prayer about praying about our design and our purpose in our city. Because at the end of the day, for myself as an individual, as a leader for our house, my goal and my hope is that we all just simply look like Jesus. That's what I want. I'm, I'm, kind, of, um, I'm kind of over and dead to the theoretical idea of a new creation, and I'm ready to be one. I'm, I'm done with the theoretical ideas that you can look like Jesus, but there's some type of wink behind that, like, not really. And, and I really feel, and I feel this strong inkling that 
that I really think we have an opportunity and a place to be the design and the people group that people can look back and say, these people actually look like Jesus. They walk around with enough boldness to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And, and that is um, my goal. And so as I began praying, I just began asking the Lord about our purpose, our mission, our values, our culture. And I, I want to share some things um, just so as we leave tonight, we have an incredible understanding moving forward of who we are as a people group, who we are as a family, who we are as a church, and what our goal, what our purpose, what our mission, what our blueprint is as a people. And I, I really felt from Yahweh um, this statement on our purpose, and you can throw that up, Brody, if you want. Our purpose, uh, Beloved Co. was founded to be a kingdom family-based community, rooted in Jesus Christ to bring the values, cultures, and hope of the good news and the kingdom of God to our city and region. This is our purpose. This is who we've become designed to be, is to be a kingdom family rooted simply in Jesus that people could walk into this room, that people could walk into your homes individually, that people could walk in as entrepreneurs into your businesses and see the values, the principles of the kingdom. To see people that look like Jesus, that act like Jesus, where sickness is no more, where depression is no more, where anxiety is no more, but simply we live out of the fullness of what it means to be sons and daughters. Rooted in Jesus to bring the good news and the, to bring the culture and the hope of the good news. I believe overall this reflects our mission. Um, up until now, our mission has been uh, love God and love people. But um, as I was praying, I felt Yahweh tell me that fresh purpose will require fresh, fresh vision, which in turn always requires a new mission. Fresh vision always requires fresh purpose, and fresh purpose always requires a new, a new mission. And so um, as I began to pray into the mission of our house, I kept having this word pop up in my spirit, which is euangelion, which uh, in Greek is the good news. This is the word that has just been stirring and stirring and stirring and stirring in my heart. If I was to boil down the message of our house, whether that be beloved identity, righteous sonship, sanctification, anything we talk about, at the end of the day, if you were to sum everything up that we talk about and that we are, it is simply wrapped in being the good news. It is what Christ called the euangelion. Answer that phone. And as I felt Abba push me into this focus on the good news, I was trying to get super creative about what our mission was and what that meant. And I, I f simply felt these three statements or these three things come up into my heart, which is our mission is to believe the good news, become the good news, and share the good news. And I believe this is going to become the full mission of who we are designed to be and who we are going to be as a people group. To believe the good news. This means to actually fully believe that the kingdom of God is here. For it to quit becoming a theology, for it to quit becoming a theoretical idea, and for it to quit becoming simply just the teaching of Jesus, but, it become, but for it to become the reality of who we are is to believe the good news, to become the good news. At the end of the day, we talk consistently about the ideas of righteous sonship, of what it means to walk in the kingdom and to be people of the kingdom. 
And at the end of the day, you were designed to be a walking billboard of the good news. Everywhere you go is supposed to be a place where the good news is shared. Everything you do is supposed to be a thing done where the good news happens. And at the end of the day, it's all tied up into sharing the good news. I think oftentimes when we view sharing the good news, we still get caught up in our local concepts of asking people about Jesus. But I really believe as a people group, we're going to move into sharing the good news, not out of what we say, but out of who we are. I want us to become a people that represent the good news and share it simply out of the genetic DNA of who we are and our being. And I believe this mission is so tied in to the values and the culture of what we're trying to build. Our values are going to be the thing that allow us to begin to operate in this process, right? And so what are our values of the house? Our values are very simple. They're identity, presence, and mission. This will become, I believe, the blueprint, foundational, cultural values of everything that we do. Everything will be wrapped up, will be wrapped up in the idea of being focused on identity, presence, and mission. Everything that we create, everything that we move forward will be wrapped up in these ideas of identity, presence, and mission. And the idea and the hope is that we don't begin to lean into one of these things more than the other, but that all three become a reality wrapped in together. They become a three-circle that when completely formed specifically together, what we end up seeing is a completely, fully, spiritually formed family. And you can throw up the next slide there. This is my hope, is that we begin to see identity, presence, and mission become so intertwined together that we move into this idea of being a spiritually formed family. And all three, I believe, play their own specific role in what we're doing. Identity um, is the base of who we are, right? Identity is our value of ourself and who I am. Our identity is the beginning place of understanding what we're doing. Almost all of our messages as a, as a teaching team really are wrapped around the idea of identity, righteous sonship, our purpose, and everything is surrounded by who you are because we cannot move into what we can do until you realize who you are, right? Next is presence, right? Presence is surrounded by our value for gathering. So in the sense that identity is our value of ourself, presence is about our value for gathering. At the end of the day, one of the most incredibly um, formed things you can do is enter into the house together as a family, to gather around the altar, to, to create a place to minister to his heart. Saul was literally freed from the demonic, not by simply doing anything, but by allowing to be in the presence of David worshiping. And there's something that happens to us on a genetic level. There's something that happens to us in greater measure when we choose to gather together around the idea and the hope of encountering his presence. It is everything. And last is mission, which is our value for being sent out. Our identity will create a value for ourselves. Presence will create a value for gathering and mission will create a value for being sent out. And they all play together in one, one combined role. Because the hope is, is that you discover who you are, which leads you into the, um, hopefully the, um, what's the best word? Excitement or push to want to gather, to want to be in the room together 
to want to encounter his presence and that to lead to something so explosive inside you that you simply understand the purpose of you is to go out and bring the kingdom everywhere. We've talked about this so many times and we've touched on this so many times. There is no scriptures in the Old Testament that talks about going to heaven. There is no scriptures that Jesus talks about ever in all of the New Testament about going to heaven. And there is no scriptures that Paul or any of the New Testament writers talk about that talk about going to heaven. But what they do talk about is something way more radical, something way more beautiful, which is that God actually chose once again not to have a place for us to go, but to come again and dwell amongst his people. Jesus brings the message and the mission that once again, just like he did with Adam, God has chosen to walk with us in the cool of the day. He has chosen to not only live with us, but inside of us. And this is the mission of the kingdom. This is the call of the good news. This is why we believe we become and we share the good news because the kingdom of God is actually here. It's actually physically here. It's a, it's a tangible, real reality. N.T. Wright often says that when Jesus died on the cross, it actually began a collision course of heaven and earth becoming one. And I want us to move out of the hope of seeing, of traveling after we die into the cosmos, into some other planet, and move into the reality that everything you're waiting to experience when you're gone, you can experience now. All of the wholeness you've been looking for is actually found right now. And everything that Chattanooga, everything that our city, everything that people in our city needs has nothing to do with any type of eschatological end times idea. It has everything to do with who you are, who you've been designed to be, and what you offer to our nation, our city, and the cosmos itself. Romans says that the earth is groaning in anticipation, not for the rapture, not for the Lord's return, but for the sons and daughters of Yahweh. Thank you. The cosmos is actually waiting to be aligned by us gathering our authority. And that's what I want us to become. I want us to be a house that is so wrapped up in that good news, so wrapped up in what that good news is, that it begins to change an entire city. I remember right when we started Be Love, um, I was listening uh, to an interview by Bill Johnson and he tells this story, and it just, it blew my mind. He talked about the amount of testimonies that were coming in of people coming to Reading. And you can't fly to where they are. It's a small town. So you have to fly into Sacramento and drive into Reading. You can't fly into Reading. And what was happening is as people were flying into Sacramento, they would get in a car and drive into Reading as they were looking to hopefully go to a healing service to encounter healing at their services. And what kept happening was every time they would begin to get close and begin to pass the welcome to Reading sign, they became completely healed. And I, I remember hearing that it was at the end of 2020 and I remember this thing in my spirit going, Man, I really hope that happens in our city. And I hope that our house has a place in that. And my hope and my goal is honestly not that Beloved become the biggest thing that's happened to Chattanooga, but that the Lord is. And even if we never receive a moment of recognition for it, that people enter Chattanooga, the Northwest Georgia area, and they begin to encounter healing because of what we are building right here, because of the altar that we are cultivating alone in our house. 
And I think the more that we can believe the good news, become the good news, and share the good news, we're going to see a radical transformation of our own city. And I believe we're going to be a blueprint of something more. Amen. And so, um, Mom, if you want to come back up now, it's your time to do what you need to do. Awesome, awesome. But I'm going to call the elders up right now and Mark and Destiny and, and Bailey. Mark's got a little something he, he wants to share. I, fo I found out that I wanted to share uh, as soon as I got here uh, from Noah. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, this is amazing. I think that what today does for you and I is give us a new definition for success. Let me explain that to you. Samuel is considered one of the greatest prophets that ever lived in Israel. Did amazing things as a prophet. Protected a nation from their enemies for 40 years, was a judge unlike any judge that had ever been in Israel. Yet, when it came time for transition, he failed in the most crucial area. He failed to raise sons that walked in his ways. What does a story like that tell us? To God, the greatest definition of success is not that you were a great five-fold ministry gift, the true definition of success is that you were successful in the area that most matters to him. That is being a father that raises sons to walk in his ways. Today, you and I are rich for knowing James and Darlene Chant. Come on. And I, I've said this, I, you know, I've been off of the radar for a while, and I like it that way. I like, I like, you know, coming 2015 when we left Cleveland, our circle got really small. But this is what I say. But I love what's in my circle. And so these days of hiddenness, these days of being off the radar, have been an extreme blessing for me and my family, primarily because I've got to run with people like this family. And instead of me being locked away in a hotel room and thrown on a stage and let's see what you can do to turn a crowd inside out, we've actually been able to enjoy deep relationships in the kingdom. And the Chant family are one of those families that the Lord brought full circle back into our lives. And I'm telling you, friend, listen to a man who's traveled all over the nation, preached in churches big and small, James and Darlene Chant are some of the greatest pastors on the planet, period. Yeah, I mean, that's worth standing up and letting them know how much, and continuing to clap, just how much you appreciate them and who they are. So is this the camera? All right. So, 
Pastor Chant, you're not here today, but there's a whole room of people on their feet that are super thankful for you. And I want you to know today that this is a historic day because you have done something that very few men have ever been able to do. And that is successfully raise up a son to walk in his ways. That's a big deal, man. I mean, that is a big deal. I've also come to announce Abby's transition to Covington, Georgia. And uh, she's going home with us, her and her husband. We're going to get that baby, and we're going to take him to Covington. So, um, And we're taking James and Darlene Chant, too, with us. So uh, you guys get Noah. I thought when, <laughs> I thought when Mama Darlene started crying and talking about Bailey. She said, I'm sorry. I thought she was apologizing to Bailey for Noah, but uh, it's, not, it's not the direction she was headed. My discernment was just a little off. But, uh, <laughs> but having said that, um, I want Noah and Bailey to know just how proud Dusty and I are of both of you. And your decision to not just walk in the ways of your father, but for you to, to submit your lives to, to Desi and I, even as you've got amazing parents, but then to have just us be in your life for more wisdom and more accountability, um, your heart to do that lets me know this church is safe. There's a ton of people that know how to preach. There's a ton of people that know how to lead. There's a ton of people... Um, that are extremely gifted to lead the church, very few actually accountable. And so I want you to know tonight, I come as a representative of the kingdom to tell you you're safe here. And Noah knows that if he does anything stupid to you, or to especially to Bailey, we will f I'll be your next pastor. He will not make it. I will, I will be here. So... Um, but I'm just extremely proud of both of you and, and so thankful that we get to walk this path together. And um, I want to tell you, man, let's just raise our hands together and just honor the Lord's presence in this moment. Lord, I thank you that this house is not just a house doing ministry. I thank you that this is a house that's actually family. Father, I feel the strength of foundation in this room. And Father, I thank you that today this house shifts from foundation into building. And Lord, we look past these several years of transition that Pastor Chant started exiting the system and has come into a whole new place. Father, I honor him and Darlene's decision to step into the new despite the people and what people said and the rumors and the lies. Father, you vindicate the righteous. And so, Father, we thank you that the fruit of their decision begins to speak now. 
So much fruit that people that walked away from you in previous seasons will have to come back and taste and see that the Lord is good. And so I agree with the word that this woman of God released earlier. There are prodigal friends and prodigal members and prodigal people. that Even those who damned this church, they're coming back. Because they will have to witness the fruit of generational succession. Come on, you can talk about the ministry all you want, but the fruit is a man faithfully raised a son and a daughter who are walking with him today in the ministry. So you can say whatever you want about the ministry, but at the end of the day, if the family's healthy, who cares what anybody thinks about the ministry? I stand in confidence today, not because everybody that used to know me thinks I did everything right. I stand in confidence today because that woman loves me with all of her guts. I stand in confidence today because my children are obsessed with me. And that same testimony exists in this room today. And it doesn't just end with Noah. It only begins for the child in her womb. To the day, one day, he steps into generational succession. And that's the kingdom, friend. So why don't the elders come stand around Noah and Bailey. And I'm just going to lead in a time of prayer. And just stand in place for Pastor Chant today. I want to say to you, Pastor Chant, (laughs) some people today heard retirement. I heard alignment. Can somebody grab this? For No woman should ever have to touch a pulpit. There are too many men in here to be watching women have to carry that. All right. It's because y'all got that Hebraic star on there that makes it 40 pounds. You get delivered from these Hebrew roots and you wouldn't have to carry that thing. Listen to me. Pastor Chant, people heard today retirement. I didn't hear that. I heard alignment. What a beautiful testimony that a father could submit himself to his son's leadership. Which means so can you. Which means so can you. You say, you say, yeah, but but he's but he's different. You need it. <laughs> well, he's different than his dad. Good. And you need it. That's what's necessary for this moment, right? So if you trust Pastor Chance leadership for all these years, you can trust him now. And not only do you have Pastor Champ, but you got me too. And I'm telling you, I'll be here so fast. That two-hour drive is nothing. I get to go to Bucky's every time that I come here. So this is this is glorious. So this is a glorious, glorious day. Does anybody have anointing oil? Do y'all believe in that around here? Oh, here we go. My God, I knew this was a Baptist church. Is this from the Holy Land? I need to know. Okay, well, we'll find out. It's from Bucky's. <laughs> Here, I'm going to put this oil on your hands too, Mama. By the way, darling got the biggest clap of the day. Here, I just want you all to know she's, she's the one. She is the one. Put it all in his hair. Anybody? Anybody else not get oil? Okay, you're good. 
It's a holy moment, sacred moment, but it's a happy moment. So, Father, today, as elders gather around and I stand in the place of Pastor Chant today, representing his father and being a spiritual father in his life, and we celebrate this day. And, Father, we just declare over this house that in this alignment, we have shifted from foundation to building on the foundation. Father, I thank you. I saw a picture today as they were speaking of a threshing floor. And I just heard the Lord say, the process is finished. The threshing is finished. And the final product is what is laying on the altar. And the Lord said, and it is enough to feed the region. (laughs) Oh, it is enough. I know what, what you're looking at in the room today seems smaller than days, previous days in this ministry. But I'm telling you, the glory of the latter house is far greater than the former. And I declare that what wheat is left on the threshing floor is enough to feed the region. And I speak over Noah and Bailey. I speak you are enough. Nothing more has to be added to you. I speak there will be no days of striving to become something, no striving to build, no striving, Bailey, to be a perfect pastor's wife, no striving on either one of you to lead this church. I thank you that you will lead it with grace. I think that you will, I thank, thank the Lord that you will lead this place effortlessly. I thank you that you, I thank you, Lord that you will, they will lead this house together as image bearers of the goodness of Abba. Today, I declare fresh oil begins to flow on both of you. I thank you, Lord, that in this season, not only are you anointing them apostolically, but I see a new grace for the prophetic on their lips. And I call forth all those prophetic giftings that have been dormant or maybe just not known that she has permission. But Bailey, you're going to begin to speak with great authority in this house. I speak over you, Bailey, that things that are hidden in your heart, they're going to begin to manifest. And there's identity in you that has to be released in this house. There is color in you. There is creativity in you. There is such a prophetic nature that has to be released into this house. And I'm telling you, your husband's going to create structure, but you're going to fill it with color. He may have the tools in his hands to build the walls, but you'll paint them. And I declare of you, Bailey, you bring beauty to this family. You bring beauty to this house. A humble spirit. You carry within you the revelation of the lion and the lamb. What makes the lion so powerful is not his roar. The book of Revelation says his strength is found in his identity as a lamb. So I thank you that you don't have to roar (laughs) to be who God's called you to be. You just open your mouth. Your humility, your meekness will be enough. Destiny, let's lay hands. I lay my hands on you, Bailey, today. Oh, yeah.
you stand on a firm foundation called Jesus. You stand on a firm foundation called Darlene Chant. You stand on a firm foundation. From my wife to the elders' wives of this house, you stand on a firm foundation. And you are not alone, but I speak that every one of these ladies that are around you, they will speak encouragement and strength, and they will be wind in your sails. And they will remind you that you are enough. And I speak any insecurities it leaves today. Any spirit of comparison, comparing yourself to other people, it leaves today. You don't have to be a powerful woman preacher to be powerful. You just be who God's called you to be. Thank God we left the system that would try to make you look like someone else's pastor's wife. You just be you and it will be enough. So I speak your strength, your color, your creativity, your leadership. It will be known in this house. And I lay my hands. Come on, man. I lay my hands on Noah today. Oh, I bless him as a son today. I lay my hands on him as representative of Abba and as his father, James Chant. And I stand here today as a spiritual father. I lay my hands on him and I say, now's the time. All the days of processing, all the days since you were a child, before you ever formed in your mother's womb, God ordained this day. And so I lay my hands on you with a confidence today to say, Son, you're in the right place at the right time. You have the right people. You have the right, the right people, the right personnel, the right tools, the right keys. And I declare what you have and who you are, it is more than enough for the assignment that God has called for you in this city. And I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for grace to persevere. There were moments where you questioned, will we totally make the shift? Will the people come along? The Lord says, look around this room today. These are pillars in the house of the Lord. Look around the room today and see yourself surrounded by encouragement and strength. And I declare that this house will not be built because of the gift of your speaking. This house will be built because of the grace you've surrendered to. And I thank you that you will lead these people into new territory. I thank you that you will lead them into new buildings. And I thank you that you will lead them into new theology and new understanding of God. I thank you that even as your sister sang it today, that we don't truly know how good he is, but we're going to find out. And may God give you grace to articulate His goodness. May God take everything that you spoke today and embody it in you. May the Word become flesh in you today. May there be fresh anointing come upon you today. I speak over you that gift, there are gifts that you, did, you don't even know are in you that are coming forth from this day forward. I thank you that, oh, I thank you, Holy Ghost, that there are gifts and anointings and graces that have not been activated, but today they begin to operate in you. And it will be evident to all that God has selected you to lead this house. And I'm going to go a step further. It's going to be evident to this city that God has raised you up for such a time as this. I speak that you will bring other churches together. They will see your heart for this city. They'll be moved with compassion. I speak over you and Bailey. You are pioneering a new expression of the local church. It's not new. It's not new in the sense of church history. 
It's new to this generation. It's orthodoxy. So may God grace you this day with a face like flint set on the purposes of God and may no voice, may no circumstance distract you from the thing that God has called both of you to do. And God, above all, may their hearts burn for you. At the end of the day, may it all be for Jesus. At the end of the day, may it never to be, to be for building something bigger, getting more people, more money, more resources. At the end of the day, may it all be about Him. And when you live at His feet, you'll never have to live at the mercy of other people's hands. I tell you, you can go all in on Jesus and He will not fail you. Destiny and I stand as a witness that you can walk away from everything that you know and people think that you've lost your mind and people ridicule you and lie on you and speak all manner of evil against you and yet God blessed us and yet God, He was faithful to us and yet God continued to connect the dots and lead and I speak, may our witness and our testimony, may that grace flow into you and Bailey today. You can go all in on Jesus and He will provide and take care of you. Jesus, we seal this day by the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, let's clap our hands, everybody, and let's thank the Lord for His goodness. I just wanted to close out tonight. Um, um, first off, just thanking our incredible staff. We have an amazing group of people that help lead this house. And um, as we begin this transition, I felt Yahweh begin to shift people and create space for people to move fully into their gifts and fully into who they are. And so I just wanted to end tonight by just giving you just a couple updates on our staff and roles and things that they'll be taking on as we, as we move forward. First of all, I don't know if you heard Abby do worship tonight. But uh, <laughs> there, um, 
there's an incredible calling on our life. And one of the things I felt Abba tell me in January when we began to talk about this was that we would no longer ever place people in a place of need, but in a place where they're gifted and graced. And so um, starting tonight, uh, we've actually moved Abby into the full-time role of being a worship pastor in our house. And she'll be moving in to helping cultivate our sound and cultivate a worship movement. Um, and I mean, I just, I could keep going, but you heard her. <laughs> More than her voice, you heard her heart. You heard what happened tonight. And with that, we've, we've made Brayden our kids pastor. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants, what? Yeah, he has his own kids ministry at his own house. He's got 18 of them, so. Uh, no, but her and Braden will just be partnering together as worship pastors in our house to really cultivate. I, if our house is ever known as anything, I want it to be known as a house of worship. And so it's the most important and valuable thing to me is that we put enough time and resources and gifted people to build a house of worship and worshipers. Um, uh, and with that, um, we began to have an open position for our kids' ministry. And uh, I told Abba, I said, if you don't give me the person that's supposed to do it, then we're not going to have it. And people just have to carry their kids with them. And um, I began praying, and I, I felt one name come into my heart. And at the end of the day, I told myself, if she says no, uh, then we're just not going to have it. And she didn't. And so, uh, unfortunately, 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 she was sick tonight. She's not able to be here. But we have actually brought on Katie Hess to become our kid's pastor. Yeah. And so we are super excited. Um, I told her, I said, it's pretty weird because you have a ministry for kids. You love to talk about kids. You're writing books for kids, and yet you've never been a kid's pastor. So it just felt like the natural transition of her life. And so um, she was going to share tonight, but next week she'll be here just to kind of share her heart uh, for kids' ministry and just what that looks like and all that. And um, with, with this transition, we've also just had some movement. And I just begin to pray. I believe the cornerstone of our church and the thing that has been setting us apart more than anything else recently has been our communities. And our community leaders are our frontline pastors and our communities are at the center really of who we are. And I have always wanted someone to come in and pastor our community leaders and pastor our communities at a greater level. And we uh, have already brought in, uh, in my opinion, a pastor of pastors and a leader of leaders. And so um, Stephen Wakefield will be taking over as our pastor of communities and our pastor of our gatherings on Sundays and just leading the logistical side of that. And so... We're super excited to have him here just um, as a leader of leaders. And uh, with us hiring Katie, we did have to fire Brian. That was a bit awkward. No, just kidding. It's kind of one of those, you know, Rob, Rob Peter to pay Paul things. No. But um, uh, Brian will just be doing what Brian always does. So Brian's still here doing his thing. <laughs> but we just want to announce. Yeah, you can clap for Brian if you want. Woo, Brian. Um. But uh, I'm just really excited about the future. Um, I believe that our worship is about to become something greater than we could have ever imagined. I believe we have placed a person who is about to cultivate a movement for our kids like we have never seen. I believe we have paced, placed pastors correctly. And I believe that we have a leader in Stephen who is about to lead our, our community leaders into what it looks like to actually frontline pastor people. 
and have leaders that actually lead people and pastors that pastor people. And so I'm just really excited about our future, about our house, about where we're going and what we're doing. And so I just want to pray. If you guys just want to stand, we're just going to pray and close the night out. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing in our house. I thank you for spiritual parents. I thank you for physical parents. Oh, I just thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're cultivating in our house and in our family. I thank you that we're not alone, that we're not doing this by ourselves, that we refuse and reject lawlessness and we choose to partner with something greater than ourselves to bring the kingdom of God to our city. Tonight we just worship and we exalt your name. We thank you for all that you are doing in our house, in our people, in our family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. We love all of you. We'll see everybody next week.